Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. to another exciting episode of the kickpod i'm your host tj williams giving you the insider of my experience and opinions on martial arts based subjects this week i'm exploring a classic movie which has celebrated its 35th anniversary as it was released on march 22nd 1985 the last dragon and let's face it, it's definitely one of the top fa- my top favorite martial arts movies. As a matter of fact, mostly everyone can say it's their favorite because of its storyline. You know, it's a martial arts fantasy world, pretty much. Um, feels like you know, a world where martial arts was your weapon. Like it was a beat-em-up game. Like Double Dragon or streets of rage and yet guns and knives wasn't much of a danger dangerous weapon so this episode is definitely exciting to talk talk about you know and just to give you my experience of the movie when i first watched it my experience it was started when i used to watch it with my sister you know my sister's very known to watch tv constantly a lot and I watched the movie, and I remember a young Ernie Rios Jr. Of course, you know him from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 as Kino, or from as Johnny from Surf Ninjas, you know, with his martial arts style, beating up the bigger guys. And I guess they saved them from the very, to the very end of the movie for him to show his stuff. And that's pretty awesome. And... I used to go over my friend's house 
and to watch it too. And um, we used to act it out in the backyard. You know, he would be Bruce, he would be Leroy Green, and I'd play a show enough. And usually, I hate playing the bad guy, but you know, there was only two of us, so one of us had to be the bad guy. And that's pretty much what's fun to do back when I was little. Now, just to analyze the movie, and just to start from the beginning, you see the main character, Leroy Green, doing his um, daily workouts, his daily martial arts workouts, as you see him doing various things. And then from there, it switched on to another scene where he's punching a bag in the studio, or like a karate dojo. And yet you see an old man with a bow and arrow, and yet he shoots the arrow at Leroy, and Leroy immediately turns around and attacks the arrow. Does He does it twice. And yet, a third time, an arrow is thrown at him, he catches it. And, with, and then his master, or should I say his sensei, would ask him, how would you know it was a blue one? And Leroy would look perplexed, and he responds by, I do not know, master. And then his master sound pretty much upset, and you know, that's what pretty common, you know, you think that your Christ Stucker is upset, but you know, in actuality, he, he wasn't. And then in that point, he rips a patch off us, real Leroy's, um, Leroy's shirt, and automatically Leroy would think indicate that that was um almost a failure failure and he goes onto his knees and begs for forgiveness and yet his master just laugh laughs thinking that um he has to please him <laughs> he was just laughing and then all of a sudden he says it's not a punishment it's more of an accomplishment because he reached the final level and from there he explains that with the glow, the final level. Well, definitely the, with the final level, there's one hidden that would probably get him to master rank, and that would probably give him the glow, the whole glow all over his body. And yet Leroy's looking confused, doesn't know where to go next. And then that's, and his master sends him on a journey, saying that he's no longer his master. And, and of course, Leroy's looking for more let's just say for more guidance and yet his master sends him on a journey to look for a master named Sung Gun Dungoy if I said it right and yeah and then he goes on this various journey as yes yeah he goes on this various journey and um trying to figure out like how to unlock the final level and how to get that glow so that was pretty much his destiny you know just to analyze this you know you're going to spend a lot of time studying martial arts and you sort of develop that sense sense of where you know something's going to happen that's what happened with really wearing the arrows you know something's coming your way you know what what's going to happen without knowing if it's going to happen but yet you're prepared for it. You know, it happened to me. What happened to me sometimes, you know, mostly I'm out in public and I have that sense of a sense of and I know I'm going to be confronted by a familiar face. You know, I have that Jedi sense. Well, yeah, it's sort of a Jedi sense. You know, you sense danger and yet you sense somebody's coming. 
And usually that happens with some with me sometimes. I get a vision of like my favorite movie, and the next thing you know I come home, I look on look on TV, and then it's it appears on there. And not that it's weird, but you know it, that's how it is. You know I watch a lot of TV, lots of a lot of good movies, and then I get a a good vision of if it's gonna come on or not. But it gets played in my mind, and the next thing you know it it's on TV. You know the thing about being having your senses. You know your you use our surroundings as a sensor to what is happening around us. Just like we have our five senses, we have our sense of seeing, smelling, touching, tasting, and hearing. But yet in martial arts, we only use three of those senses, and which those senses, which in we learn how to do things. So with Leroy and the, and the arrows, he seemed to develop senses where he reacts quick enough to either attack the attack or catch it. Right. So moving forward, moving on to Leroy's journey. And, you know, of course, Leroy's mission is to continue until he has the ability to develop the glow all over his body. Or in this case, try to figure out who the master is. In which, when he, when you reach the final level and train him, you don't need a guidance to teach you. He humbly begs his man, oh yeah, I went to this. That's pretty much when, I'm going to go past this one because I pretty mentioned it. Yeah, he usually begs his master looking for more guidance. All right, so pretty much that's the good thing about Leroy Green is that he's committed to his his martial arts. A little bit too committed because, you know, it kind of takes him away from the outside world. Well, you know, yeah, he goes in the movies and kind of imitates what you should do in life, but not in all actuality. And yet, just to analyze something. But yeah, but just to analyze and guidance, um, you need more than one instructor, one guidance to get through life. And usually with martial arts, you can have more than one instructor. And that's pretty much my um my pretty much my journey. Um, no, I didn't just have one instructor to get the black belt, you know. I was started with one instructor, then I moved to another class and from there, you know, I had more than enough people to train me to get myself ready for the first degree black belt test, which is definitely a challenge. So that's the thing you gotta do. You can't just figure just have one person guide you to one to your destiny. You know, you need more than one person. I mean, the person that teaches you is the people that been there and know what they, what they, what they, what they gone through. It's pretty much that's the whole getting your own guide. Right. So basically, like I could say. Leroy's um, journey was pretty much a series of seminars, you know, for one, he goes to the movies, and then yet, um, he encounters um, um, Laura Charles, one of the main characters in the movie, and yet he develops a love interest in her, after saving her from thugs, um, f led by the art, by the arts, well, led by the enemy, or should I say the antagonist. Um, Eddie Arcadian, well, so the so-called video game king. I guess in this case, I guess he really was own, other than own a studio, but 
own um, video game, or should I say video, video arcade. So that's pretty much that's my perspective. And yet Eddie Arcane's mission just to get his girlfriend Angela Varaco get her video on her show on her yes yeah, as you mentioned as in the movie Laura is part of a show called Seven Heaven. Well, she has a show at a place called the Seven Heaven, and yet Eddie Arcadian wants the video that he made to be a feature on there. And yet, there was time that she refused it. And yet, and other, and yet other seminars would mean his brother teasing them about not being like him. And usually, you got his brother uh, that pretty much hangs out with his friends a lot and then tries to woo Laura Charles a lot. And yet, he, um, but yet, Leroy kept getting in the way of that. And definitely his father would definitely would say is it ridiculous that um that he owns a pizzeria versus um Leroy being a martial artist. So that's pretty much the way to look at it. And just things uh you know, he's just trying to enhance himself outside his karate. But that's pretty much what you gotta do, you know, for me. I wasn't always focused on martial arts, you know, I didn't. All other things, I played football in high school, did track, you know, really try to enhance my ability to to be not only a martial artist, but to be a regular person. You know, that's pretty much that, I'm just proving that it's more than just my martial arts training. It was just me getting out there and being a regular person. And for one, you know, I wasn't always focused on I was really highly committed to martial artists, you know, but it was like other things that I had to do with myself just to you know, just to be normal, just a normal kid. You know, you have a lot of jackets in life. You you know, you can't just focus on one, wearing one jacket, you got more. More jackets out there you can wear. Right. Just uh, moving on moving on to another subject, um his a confrontation with his arch nemesis, Shownuff, where there was a scene in the movie, or should I say, a scene in the movie where um, there was Leroy was in the movie theater, and of course Shownuff was um, was present, and yet he was um, or should I say he just entered the movies just to see, watching, then all of a sudden a voice come out of nowhere. And says he knows someone who could beat him. And of course, one of his thugs just pulled the kid out of the audience. And then, of course, the kid points to, to Leroy Green. And yet, there were the rivalries, the rivalry started with um, with Leroy Green and Shonuff. And yet, Shonuff was just determined to, like, to prove that he's a master. And yet, he the only person that's in his way to get that get that title is Leroy Green. And yet, he would constantly tries to pick a fight with Leroy, and Leroy just would try to walk away. And yet, the scene in the movies where he's at there at the movie theater watching Bruce Lee, he um he uh, just he had a, f a fight would break out. 
well, he definitely caused a scene with the rest of the um, audience members yet. And then would cause them to go into like a little battle. And he's like, he beat everybody up, knocking people off the stage. You know, it was funny. This one scene where the guy kicked him down and um, he caught his foot and he just twisted his foot. He's like, you never use this foot again. And he started biting. Now I'm just cracking up how he was doing it. And yet, that was his main focus, Shownuff, just determined to have a, a battle with Shownuff. Or have a battle with um, or Leroy Green, just to prove that his he's got total supremacy. But definitely, the threats don't stop there, and yet he decides to evade um, Leroy's um, karate dojo, and yet here he is with his gang of his gang of um scumbags whatever I would call them it was definitely people in his gang he would they would just invade and he was, would threaten to fight him again but yet he would just again try to get him to lose his cool and yet he, yeah, he uses his um his thugs to just ridicule him and that, from that point he was almost ready to lose his cool when one of the thugs just hit him and he was getting that fighting stance. It's like, yeah, are you going to fight me? And of course, he does. And he steps back and just bows. Then, of course, they just decided he was just going to humiliate him some more. And then from there, one of his students started try to intervene. But that was unsuccessful. And from there, they were threatened to break his neck. But And then from there, Leroy had to do what he had to do. To he sacrificed his um sacrificed him his reputation right there, just to, just for his student not to get hurt, and which was a was a bad move, getting kicked in the face as he was gonna kiss his feet. But you know that's what it is. You know you try to back up, and then just moving on. You no, know, Leroy was just trying to be. <clears throat> trying to be like or I'm trying to just, just kind of when I think about this you know you always want to try to back away you just do do what you have to do you want you want to protect your reputation but yet but yet you got um show enough that doesn't stop at nothing but but yet his last attempt to get like what should I say his last attempt to sell score with Leroy was he went so far just to attack Leroy's heart by destroying his family's pizzeria. And that really got things really overwhelming for Leroy. And then, of course, um, his brother started blaming him about um, the whole situation and told him that it was his fault that the family got, um, <clears throat> that is, the studio got busted up. Well, you know, really, you you do your best just to back away, but it's at other people's expense. But you know, it's very important to keep your cool in martial arts. You know, there's certain people that like to break you, as as you see throughout the movie. Leroy kept his cool to the point where Show Enough pushed it too far. And you know, he's. 
and we're always taught not to fight but to stop somebody from doing physical harm you know some people would think if someone's ready to throw a punch at you you immediately attack them but in actuality you don't we are not taught we're taught to we talked about the control the situation. That's what you want to do when you're in martial arts. You want to control the situation. If you're in any confrontation where somebody's trying to beat you up, you know, you try to control that situation. You know, if it, if it resources the, the person throwing a punch at you, you know, you, you just try to control the situation. You just do not be a threat to fight. You know, that's what they always do. Put your hands up. You're just like, I don't want to fight. You know, just do your distraction. You know, calm them down. I mean, if it gets to that point, you know, you want to control the situation. Either do a takedown, get to armbar, do whatever you have to. But you know, when it gets if it gets to the point where you have to knock them out, yeah, you back up as if you're not a threat. You know, you really you don't want to attack them. You know, they're attacking you. You're trying to get out of that situation. So pretty much, Leroy throughout that whole movie was just avoiding a confrontation. Well, other than the fact that saving Laura, Laura Charles from those thugs who try to kidnap her, like, of course, uh, they kidnapped her once, but unsuccessful, but yet, the second time, they kidnapped her and brought her to Eddie Arcadian's um, little, little studio, but yet, yet, he saved her again. No, <laughs> I could say, Three times he she he saved her, like in the beginning of the movie, middle of the movie, and then in the end. And speaking of the end, of course, analyzing the glow in the final fight, and yet you got the final battle with Shonuff and Leroy Green, and it gets to the point where they get to do their little battle, and yet in the beginning, the um, Shonuff have the upper hand, but. Leroy well, fights back. He gets he he retaliates, and then it gets to the point where Leroy knocks him down, almost unconscious, and then from there, showing up disappears, and then from there, the glow, or should I say, the evil side of the glow, showing up's hands start to turn red, and it just applies playtime's over, boy, and yet showing up gets the upper hand and. It puts heat on um, Leroy, beats him to the point where he's trying to drown him, and then from there, he remembers what his master tells him about finding out who the master is, and all along he had the tools they need to be the master, and then from there, his whole body he found finally found the glow. He really did. He found the glow, and he uh, he beat Shonuff. And he knew he was the master. So pretty much to analyze the glow. You know in actuality. If when you think about it. When you have the glow. If you actually look in the mirror long enough. You probably could see a glow all over your body. I mean that's pretty much how I see it. You know you look in the mirror long enough. And you'll see like a glowing light around you. So pretty much the glow sometimes somehow exists. But, but in actuality that's just a movie. I mean, you don't develop a glow to be super powered. You know, that was just your ability. That's your hot comeback. You know, 
you know, you that's well, when you think of the glow, that's just the adrenaline inside you. You know, the adrenaline, the energy, the extra energy. You're going to find that little bit of energy inside you that's going to push you even further. You know, definitely times when you are doing a black belt test and you're tested on your physical as well as your endurance, then, you know, you got to find that little bit of energy that's going to give you that push to finish. You know, I can go back to my fourth degree black belt test last year. How, you know, you know, you got the the board members, the testing board members really pushing me almost past my limit. You know, you know, when you go past your limit, you're you're out of energy, you're out of breath, you're almost ready to pass out, you're ready to puke. You know, but, you know, you realize that your your reputation it's on the line when you're going for a high-ranking black belt and you have to do what you have to do. Or should I say you have to find that little bit of energy, a little bit of energy inside you to be able to push yourself to finish that test, to finish. You know, that's what Leroy did. He found that bit of energy and he finished off Shonuff. And what's also amazing, he catches that bullet with his teeth just to finish off um, Eddie Arcadian. And that was pretty awesome. And yet, after all that, you know, Leroy gets the girl. And um, he gets the respect of his brothers. Respect his brothers. And he is basically... Well, let's just say he's just had a happy ending. He's got the girl. He has a good kiss. And everything was all right. And then that's pretty much the whole, my whole perspective, my whole analyze of um, of The Last Dragon. You know, I really enjoy watching this movie a lot, you know, really. And I love the soundtrack and the, the music, too. My Probably my favorite song is uh, The Glow, and as well as uh, Inside You or The Last Dragon, and well as Stevie Wonder's um, Upset Stomach. And there's a lot of good songs on there that I love to hear. No, I didn't, didn't pay attention to the end credits because really, no, I'm not big on love songs, but you know, there's some, a lot of love songs that I enjoy. But pretty much that's my experience with or my my perspective on the whole Last Dragon movie. And, you know, I heard they was doing a cartoon of sort, The Rise of the Last Dragon. Of course, a friend of mine did a voice of one of the characters in the movie or in the show. I don't know if they're going to release it. You know, I checked out the website. I see that they are doing a continuation of um, the first movie, which is, um, I think, you got Leroy and Laura Charles still together. And yet you got Shonuff going to his dojo after he got defeated. And then you got Eddie Arcadian. I think he gets escaped from prison. I'm not sure, but you know. And you got it's one of his associates. I think they, they paid somebody money. But um, I don't know the whole the whole story behind that um, series. But um, I hope they could probably like somehow 
like release it so we can pretty much watch it. I mean, that's that's pretty much what I'm looking forward to. Okay, uh, so that was um, it for the episode of the Kickpod. I hope you enjoy um, watching my previous episodes, and you know I have more yet to come. And yet, in the future, I'm looking for guests. I should say guests that are really experts in martial arts, or just uh, really talk to about the martial arts style. Or pretty much get their perspective on what the martial arts style is. So that's going to be the future focus of the kickpod is get guests on here. Alright, so with that said, I am TJ Williams and this has been the kickpod. I'll see you again for another episode. Chris, should we tell the people about our new show? Our new show? Yes. Not Back Issues. Not Harley Awesome. No. This is Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Hey, man. We just can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Never gonna stop. That's right. We're back. BICBP-radio.com. They should go listen to it right now. They really should. Where can they listen to it? BICBP-radio.com. BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Stop, stop till they drop That's right That's the kind of freestyles you're going to get from Anthony On Chris and Anthony just can't stop At BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop At BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Chris, I think we should stop with the commercial <laughs>